0: Get ready to enjoy an earful of auditory indulgence as you explore Tom Moon's book, 1,000 Recordings to Hear Before You Die, presented in cooperation with Workman Publishing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 1,000 Recordings podcast. And I'm doing something a little bit different this week. We are attempting to Keep a bi-weekly release schedule so we can release episodes on a regular basis instead of really sporadically like we've been doing uh, recently and the big problem is sometimes that Mitch and I have real-life things to do and we can't coordinate our schedules so what I'm going to do when that happens like this week is I'm going to record what I'm calling a 1,000 Recordings Podcast Express episode. And what that's going to consist of, basically, is just uh, just me. Um, unfortunately, Mitch couldn't make it this week. And there's something that kind of allows for this in Tom Moon's book, The 1,000 Recordings to Hear Before You Die. Uh, if you haven't seen the book and you haven't read the entries uh, that are in the book, he includes these little asides after the uh, entry for each album and the first one it says catalog choices basically that's uh, other albums you can go to by the same artist then he has something called next stop which is basically he will suggest some other album from some other artist that's kind of similar to the album that he just talked about so if you really liked it you can go check out something that's similar. Then he has he goes even further and has a category called after that, and it's just a, an additional you know album that you can go check out that's uh, along the same lines. So really, if you go through this whole book, uh, there there are far more than a thousand recordings in here, which is uh, is pretty amazing. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, normally, these are albums that. We wouldn't talk about them on the show because they're not main entries in the book, but they're all interesting albums. I think they're all albums that probably were under consideration to be included in the book, but for whatever reason, didn't quite make it into the, you know, into the list of thousand. So that is what I'm going to do with this. So this is the first uh, 1000 Recordings Podcast Express episode, and the album that I'm going to talk about... I'm Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick one album from one of these categories, from one of these entries. And uh, I'll just talk about it, just like we would do on a normal show. I'll play two excerpts from it, and I'll kind of talk about it. And uh, the album that I chose for this episode is Frank Zappa's Hot Rats. Um, I chose it because this album is... A favorite of mine Uh, it's always, well always it's been a favorite of mine for a long time and we're not going to get to Frank Zappa for a really long time (laughs) he's way back in the Z, he's almost the last entry Uh, we will not get to him for probably for years, like years from now so um, uh, Frank, uh, the Hot Rats album is not the album that's in the book but it is listed in the catalog choices that's after the uh, the entry for Frank Zappa. So what I'm going to start with, basically, is a little explanation of the album. And uh, we'll get to, you know, we'll save all the Frank Zappa bio stuff for when we actually get to Frank Zappa. Um this it was an interesting album in Frank Zappa's output. If you're not familiar with Frank Zappa, you haven't heard much of his music. Um, it's sometimes hard to talk about Frank Zappa, especially with people that are not familiar with his music, because he his output was so eclectic and he covered so many different genres, um, you know, from straight up blues based rock and roll to satirical music theater to experimental jazz to straight up classical orchestral music um and so many other things in between i mean uh it's not like you can play one track for someone or even one album for someone and say this is frank zappa you'd have to play them 10 albums you know for them to start to get an idea of the kind of things that frank zappa did um so this particular album it was released in 1969 October of 1969 and it came this was the first album after Frank had dissolved the original Mothers of Invention and the the Mothers of Invention were his group in the in the late 60s and uh he put out several albums with them and then uh according to this documentary that I watched one time <laughs> Um, that interviewed a lot of, uh, uh, his former bandmates and stuff. Uh, Frank just wanted to go off in a different direction. And, uh, he called a meeting with the mothers and just basically told them, I'm sorry, but it's over, <laughs> you know, basically is what happened. Um, and, uh, it's very interesting to hear this story. I think, uh, Jimmy Carl Black was telling the story if I remember right one of the original members of the mothers and he looked very visibly upset even um in the interview which took place uh you know 30 plus years after um he said they were all in complete shock uh they had no idea that that was coming and he said it was done in kind of a cold business-like manner and um uh, you know very interesting but this is uh, his first album since that happened so it was kind of his first if you want to say solo effort um, and it did have it did feature one person that had been part of the mothers a guy named Ian Underwood who was a really talented multi-instrumentalist uh, who played uh, keyboards and all kinds of wind instruments saxophones flutes clarinets and he is all over this album which we're going to hear in the first track that I'm going to play which is uh which is going to be peaches and regalia the first track off of this album um and let's see what else was I going to say this is uh th- this is hastily put together people not not quite as uh prepared as I usually am <laughs> but uh, um, a, a lot of interesting things on this album as far as like Zappa pushing kind of recording technology we've talked about this um, in a lot of albums not a lot but uh, several albums that were being made in the late 60s like uh, the Beatles uh, Sgt. Pepper album and uh, pet sounds of the beach boys these albums that were pushing recording technology forward and uh, this was one of those albums it was one of the very first albums to use a 16 track recorder so it made possible all this stuff you're going to hear on like peaches and regalia all this overdubbing and where basically they would take you know frank could have four people recording the track and it sounds like a band of 20 people um And he did some interesting things on it, like uh, he plays what he calls an octave bass. And basically what that is, is uh, he would play back the recording that they had made already at half speed, and then he would play a bass guitar, and then when they would speed the track back up to normal speed, the bass guitar would sound an octave higher, and it would sound kind of of like a punchy guitar. And it just has sort of a different sound. So uh, he he did all kinds of, uh, I don't know, kind of experiments with recording and stuff with this album that really pushed it forward. He also was able to record the drums on multiple tracks. Um, Before this, uh, when they were working with four track and eight track recorders, they would just, you know, they would just record all the drums to one mono track. And in this, he was able to assign different drums to different tracks and create a sort of stereo drum sound. And this actually became the industry standard, the recording standard, after this album. So uh, it broke ground musically and it broke ground sort of technically uh, in that, you know, recording industry, I guess. Uh, So this first track, Peaches and Regalia. this was actually the first track that I ever heard of Zappa. Um, it, <laughs> I listened to it when I was working at the record store with Mitch, probably in 93, about maybe, 93-ish, um, 93 or 94. And we worked in this record store that had this big, what was called a listening bar. And you could go and grab any CD off of the shelves and bring it up to the listening bar. And the person behind that would open it up and you could listen to the CD. You can listen to any CD in the store. That was their sort of hook, I guess. So I was on break and we had a bunch of Zappa and I'd always been sort of, I don't know, sort of curious about Zappa. And I had heard a few things here and there, like when I was a kid, you know, um, uh, Valley Girl came out and stuff, but you know, I was just kind of curious. People told me, even Mitch told me, you know, you should listen to it. I think you'd like it. So just randomly I grabbed hot rats off of the shelf. I don't know, just because it looked interesting and there were a million zap albums over there and I didn't really know where to start. Um, So I put this on and Peaches and Regalia, this tune that we're about to hear, came on and uh, it really just blew me away. I had never heard anything like it before. And I was kind of hooked (laughs) at that point um, and started listening to more of Zappa's records. And the more records I listened to, the more I realized um, just how far ranging his music was. And, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, his music is so eclectic and so far ranging that I and I think I this goes for almost anybody that's a Zappa fan. You know, if there's some Zappa that you really love and there's some Zappa that you're not as into, you know, it, it, because he covered so much ground. It was uh, amazing how much musical ground he covered. Um, but anyway, getting back to Peaches and Regalia, uh, this track is interesting. Um, it's really just four four people, but he really utilizes a 16-track recorder, and uh, so they overdub, especially Ian Underwood, um, overdubbed himself, and overdubbed himself, and overdubbed himself, and so you get uh, multiple keyboards, and you get this, I don't know, it almost sounds like a jazz big band. You know, at certain points, you get all these overdubbed saxophones and clarinets and flutes and just these layers upon layers of winds and and stuff. And it was just all done by the same person. It's pretty amazing. Um, And yeah, this is uh, an instrumental tune. Um, All the pieces on here on this album are instrumental, except Willie the Pimp, which we're going to play next, that has a short kind of vocal from Captain Beefheart on it. Um, and this it, it's di- again difficult to describe this tune it's like a sort of jazz but it's not really it's not jazz it's sort of chamber music like, a, like from the classical side it's very uh, written out like a classical composition would be um, it's sort of psychedelic there's some guitar soloing going on but it's not really improvised because it's there's a uh, one part where there's a an acoustic guitar soloing, but it has a flute doubling exactly what the uh, acoustic guitar is playing. So there's a lot of that kind of uh, you know mixing of sounds and uh, to get new sounds and stuff like that. So anyway, let's check this out. This first track from Hot Rats. This is Peaches and Regalia. And we just heard Peaches and Regalia. And we're going to move on to the second track, which is Willie the Pimp. And we've talked about Captain Beefheart on the show. We covered his album, uh, Trout Mask Replica, (laughs) on the show. And he was a a very interesting character. If you want to learn more about him, go back and and check out that show where we cover Captain Beefheart. Um, But this is it's really different than peaches and regalia. First of all, um, peaches and regalia is such a composed piece of music. And Willie, the pimp is really, uh, uh, just a free jam. And it, it's almost 10 minutes long. Um, and it it basically starts with this sort of blues riff, um, between the guitar and the bass and violin. And, uh, Captain Beefheart sings this sort of blues-inspired thing over it. And then after about a minute, Zappa just solos. And it's basically like an eight-minute guitar solo, just this sort of jammy guitar solo that you would see um, on stage from any jam band today. You know, it's uh, just a jam. That's all it is, just like an eight-minute jam on a blues progression. But, uh, you know one thing it's it's really easy to to listen to the guitar solo which is a great guitar solo and you know the, the fact that Zappa can just solo for eight minutes and just keep going and keep it interesting um, is a testament to you know his musicianship and his guitar playing but uh I would also listen if you can especially um, through headphones um, listen to the bass because the bass really holds uh it creates a lot of interest In this uh, song it doesn't just play the same thing over and over again it sort of constantly varies and so as it's varying it sort of changes our perception you know of what's going on and uh, it sort of keeps the music interesting you know as it's going on so um, props to the bass player (laughs) Um, that you know it's it's easy to sort of to ignore that Um, so I think we're going to start sort of in the middle of Captain Beefheart's, uh, s- sort of sing rant here. And, uh, then, uh, listen to some of Zappa playing guitar. And Zappa was a great guitar player. He had a really idiosyncratic, uh, soloing style that really no one else. He does. He doesn't sound like anybody else. And no one else has really sounded like him since he just has a really original style of playing the guitar. Um, so let's check this out from Hot Rats. This is Willie the Pimp. $20 bill, I should send you straight. me on the corner. Need a hotel? Flies it in the lobby. Love the way I sell. Hot tea, hot wax, And we just heard Willie the Pimp from Frank Zappa's Hot Rats. And I hope you enjoyed that just really, really quick <laughs> uh, introduction to Frank Zappa's Hot Rats and this uh, Thousand Recordings Podcast Express Episode 1. If you'd like to send us an email, please send it to 1000 Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us... Uh, Let's see. I don't even have my notes in front of me. Something that's off the top of my head. Um, You can go to Twitter uh, at 1000RP. You can check out our website at blogspot.com. Sorry, 1000RP.blogspot.com. You can go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. And if you leave us a a review, uh, we will read it on the air. And that'll help us a lot um, in getting reaching more listeners and sort of upping our visibility on iTunes and stuff like that. And as if that wasn't enough, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash 1000 RP. That's P A T R E O N.com slash 1000 RP. You can sponsor the show that way by becoming a patron of the show. And that is a very cool thing. It helps us, greatly uh you know we buy all the music for this show um and of course we maintain our equipment and our server and all that stuff and it can get quite expensive so if you enjoy um listening to our podcast you can head over there to patreon and help us out by becoming a sponsor of the show uh so hopefully in a couple weeks we will be back with a regular episode but until then we will, I don't know, keep listening and hopefully <laughs> Mitch and I's schedule will, will gel and uh, we'll have a regular episode for you. Alright guys, see y'all then. Later.